Hey, welcome into the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week Five. We are officially at the halfway point of the 11-week regular season schedule for high school football here in Tennessee. I'm Maurice Patton, sports editor at Main Street Murray. That's Chris Yao, co-host of Main Street Sports Today, and we're going to take you through this week's slate of games in and around Murray County, and we use that phrase a little loosely because we start with a game that will be played up off Briley Parkway in Nashville as Columbia Academy opens Division 2A Middle Region play against perennial state title contender Donaldson Christian, and um, it's going to be an interesting matchup, I think. Yeah, you know, one of the things about Columbia Academy is that you, it's hard to get that Middle Tennessee Christian game out of your head. Uh, they, they, they were right there in that game overtime. At no point did you feel like, you know, Columbia Academy was out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good football team. Then what they did at Webb School the very next week, you go, okay, they, they've got a great offense. You know, and so – you kind of get to, to a point where you're thinking, all right, well, maybe Columbia Academy's turned that corner. Then the last two weeks, struggled a little bit. That being said, I still think that this team is the team that we saw in week one. I'd agree with that. I think this is a team that is very talented offensively and – I think they can get done just enough defensively to win some ball games. I, I don't think that Middle Tennessee Christian was, was an aberration. I think you saw out of them what they're capable of from week to week. I think Friendship Christian's really good. And well, they I think beat Huntington <laughs> is pretty good. So I, I, I just think that, you know, they they lost to two teams that were better than them, and unfortunately that Middle Tennessee Christian game didn't go their way. But I think that one and three record is maybe a little bit misleading. A friendship Christian has beaten both of these teams by mm -hmm. basically the same number of points. Right. One one additional point against Donaldson Christian. But yeah, I mean this is this this is a game that three and one versus one and three I don't know how much stock I would put into records in this. Right, one. right. It's going to be a good football game. It's Monte be a... Baldwin from for Columbia Academy has been fantastic. And all, bounce all back year. from bounce back from a tough night against Friendship Christian, put up 193 yards in that loss to Huntington last weekend. So yeah, this this is a good football team. This is going to be a good football game, and I think it's going to be worth the drive. I hope it is. Since I'm <laughs> since you're going, that drive. yeah. <laughs> Also, speaking of driving, Columbia Central in Region 5-5A play is heading south down Highway 43, um, passing a couple of nice eateries on the way. Hint, hint. I won't be passing at least one of them. You'll be stopping. I'll be stopping at one of them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, taking on Lawrence County in a historical rivalry here. A lot of purple and gold in this one. But... Both these teams coming in at 2-2 two and two overall. Columbia Central dropped their region opener last week, 29-27, against visiting Shovel. Really good ball game. 
Uh, Lawrence County comes in 1-0 in region play, defeated Lincoln County two weeks ago, 27-21. Um, I think you got two fairly evenly matched teams here, and not just from the record standpoint. So uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good one as well. Mo, we talk so, so often, especially at the higher levels, about how games are won in the trenches, and this is going to be one of those games that is going to be a matchup of two really good front fronts. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say front seven, front fronts seven for, on both sides on, of the ball. Yeah. And then the, the offensive line from from Lawrence County is just phenomenal. We've we've seen them a couple of times this year, and they're mm -hmm. just so dominant. And they've got a three-headed monster, uh, you know, in the backfield. I didn't realize, and obviously we've, we've said the names of the running backs so many times on this show to this point, but for whatever reason, I never realized that Ja'Kabri Stevenson wasn't one of them. No, and Stevens is, is, a, gone. Uh, is a wideout. Well, he's gone. He lives in Chicago. Played last week. Well, this is what I'm told last uh, as of Monday. Well, he wasn't a back anyway. He was a receiver. Still, but, but but we haven't said his name a lot. No. One, they don't throw the ball. Right. But, you know, again, so I just thought that was interesting that, you know, one of the guys that we talked about a lot last year mm -hmm. has not been mentioned. And, and whether or not he lives in Chicago, I don't know. That's just what I was told. It's a heck of a commute. Uh, yeah. I, that, that, was, that was information I was given from somebody at Lawrence at the Loretto Summertown game last week. So, Again, I don't know, but what I will say is that if Lawrence County is going to be successful, he might need to be a big part of it if he is, in fact, in he's there. Lawrence County. <laughs> That's, yeah, if he's not, it's going to be kind of tough. But, yeah. uh, but you know, you do, we, we have talked about that three-headed monster in the ground game for them of Tay Everly, um, Ian Clayton, and Isaiah Bentley, and they have really been, they've kind of switched off for one thing, kind of taking turns, taking turns, taking the lead in the run game and been effective each of them at times. So um, looking forward to what they're able to put together there. Meanwhile, Caden McCoy, 12 carries, 153 yards, three touchdowns, in that loss to Shelbyville last weekend, and two of those touchdowns were of 60 and 70 yards. Spoke to Judd Dryden, the Shelbyville coach, after the game, and he said that he had told his guys all week that if that guy's in space, he's gone. Yeah, and and look, they've, they've got a couple of guys who can do that, Jordan Davis being one of them. And, and, you know, when you look at the statistics in the red zone rundown from Main Street Murray this past week, Kaysen Tice has thrown for – the third most yards in our coverage area. 12 of twelve of 17, I think it was, for 200 yards in that loss to Shelbyville. I mean, if he can put those kind of numbers up, they're dangerous, really dangerous. Well, yeah, because you've got guys like Jordan Davis and, and Jamar Morris and, and, you know, Malik Smith caught a pass. Caden caught one or two, I think. I mean, you've got some guys that can do some damage. And all he's got to do is find game. somebody in a space. Mm -hmm. Like you said, get, get it to your athletes in space. Jordan Davis, Caden McCoy, any of those guys get it in the, you know, in the flats and they've got some room, watch out. Yeah. Um, 
to cover Stevenson in the Cowbell game last week, caught one pass for minus three yards. Okay. So I, if, I, if he left, it was either Saturday or Sunday. Well, that's, that was the information <laughs> well, that well, I you, was told. From, you were told from, at the game. At the game. So right I as he was catching one pass I, for. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying is, I was told he was not playing. That he had left, or was leaving. So. Stay tuned. Yeah, uh, we'll find out. <laughs> I'll, I'll certainly find out Friday night while I'm there. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you will be there. Yeah. And you'll be full when you get there. But uh, anyway, Independence at Beach. Two teams that are two and two each. Beach lost at Collierville and at Riverdale by a total of nine points. Indy lost their opener at Oakland, and then they lost in overtime to Williamson County rival Centennial, who somebody in Williamson County told me is the best team in the county. Now... I don't know if they forgot about Brentwood or if they're including Brentwood. But mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to say second best team. Anyway, um, Beach, led by sophomore quarterback Caden Powell, six four two forty, sophomore quarterback Caden Powell, um, threw for a couple of scores, ran for a couple. In beaches went over Portland last week, and um, not bad for a second sport. He's a Kentucky baseball commit. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he, he's as good as they could have expected after losing their starting quarterback from last year. Yeah, you yeah. don't expect a guy, you know, to to just step in and be six four two forty and 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 play well. He's certainly been. A big part of their the, of no the two, uh, yeah, literally big part of, of the two wins that they've had, and look, they they like you said, they've lost by a total of nine points to two really good football teams. Collierville is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw them last year in the playoffs. Uh, Riverdale has been really really good as well, especially you know this year they've kind of rejuvenated that program to to a degree. So. This, I feel like, is a really interesting game. Obviously, Shackle Island and all of the things that come with that. Now, you've seen this Independence team. I have. <clears throat> they, it's been their M.O. thus far to rely on their defense until their offense kind of gets acclimated to the game, it feels like. And they've come on late offensively, obviously, played from behind and forced three straight overtimes. Winning, what two of two those? Two of those. So, yeah, you know, look, they've got the talent. There's no question. Offensively, they've got some talent. It's it's young. It's a little inexperienced, but they've got athletes. But yes, everything happens for Independence based on how well their defense plays. And against Centennial in the first half, they were. Almost unstoppable. They were unstoppable. The defense was the easily the most important part of that team. Had a pick six, and same with against against Page and Franklin. I I, I expect that this is going to be a really difficult matchup for Beach, just because Independence has that they fly around to the football. They don't give up a lot of chunk plays, and they don't get beat deep, which is you know very important. 
It's one of the reasons Centennial struggled because they, you know, they couldn't get behind them. Right. Region 5-2A features three unbeaten teams. At least one of those three will be beaten by the end of Friday night because Lewis County goes to Loretto. Both the Panthers and the Mustangs 4-0 overall, 2-0 in league play. Um, and I think question number one in this one is the status of Loretto senior quarterback and Union baseball commit, by the way, Carter Daniel. Yeah, Carter went out with a knee injury last week. Uh, you know, it was crazy. The, 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 when I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you the, the, the sequence of plays, it was a, a, a punt from Loretto was muffed by Summertown. Carter Daniel takes the very next play, runs for a first down on the Summertown sideline, goes down with an injury, fumbles on the play at the end of it, Summertown picks it up. So it was effectively like a 42-yard punt with just two offensive plays in between. It was an offensive play in between. It was very weird. <laughs> but, but Carter goes down, came off the field on his own power, which I thought was good. You would think. Uh, it, it appeared, you know, they, they took him out, and with all due respect to Summertown, I don't feel like they felt like they needed him to play in order to win the game. They were already up 14-0. Summertown had not done very much offensively to show that they were going to overcome a 14-point deficit, and, of course, they did not. So they didn't feel like they needed to play him. They well, didn't they play him. Didn't play him, and the two quarterbacks behind Were Daniel, pretty darn good. Mason Tidwell on the year is 5 of 7 for 117 yards and a touchdown, and Vinny Balaz, is that how you yes. pronounce it? Through, through Veloz, for a touchdown, Veloz, V-E-L-O-Z. I'm sorry, we aren't quite sure how to pronounce it, but through for a touchdown in that 35 nothing Pegasus Cup win for the Mustangs. Yeah, they, so. They've got guys behind him who, who can make it play. Mason is, is as good as Carter. People don't want to hear that. But I'm telling or you. Or people outside of Loretta don't want to hear that. I'm telling you, he, he's, he may be as good as Carter Daniel, and they've just got, they've got weapons on the outside everywhere. They really do. And that helps. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, to me, this is going to be an interesting game because I don't think, when you look at Lewis, Lewis County's schedule, I don't think that they've quite played the competition that. I, I, I agree with you because, you know, the key is one of Loretto's wins is over 5A Lawrence County. Right. Lewis County doesn't have anything quite like that. I mean, Creekwood is what, 4A? Three. Uh, no, no, you're right, four. Creekwood's four. four, and then they've got wins over East Hickman and Hickman County, who we expect. Now, here's the thing. They've beaten everybody pretty good outside of Creekwood that they beat 14-6, to 51-8 to eight over Community, 49-7 over East Hickman, 34-6 over Hickman County. It very well could be a shootout on Friday night down it, in Loretta. It may be a shootout. My thing is, I'm not sure that Lewis County has seen the offensive the firepower, the, the offensive firepower, or the athleticism nope. that Loretto brings to the table. And you talk about the people that Loretto's got outside, but Jaden Stoltz and Nicholas McDowell oh, have rushed for a combined 600 plus yards and seven touchdowns. Jaden Stoltz. When I say this, you're going to be like, holy crap, you're exactly right. 
Tim Riggins. He wears the neck. On the field. He wears the neck <laughs> On roll. On the field. <laughs> he, he wears the neck roll. He looks like him. He's a bulldozer. When he's got the football, get out of his way or you know, don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through kind of stuff. I'm telling you, that guy is a monster. And that makes a huge difference when you force linebackers to stay in the box and then you're able to get to the, you know, you get to the corner, it's over. When you get to the corner, it's over. And when you've got Seymour, Reynolds, and Welch on the outside. It's, it's very difficult to stop at the 2A level. Lewis County will have its hands full. No question. Spring Hill at James Lawson. We were talking about Centennial a second ago. They they bottled up the lightning last week to the tune of a 35-0 victory there. The the first loss for Lawson. Spring Hill one and three after being unable to convert a two-point conversion late. Now, why did they need to convert the two-point conversion? Because they had missed an extra okay. point earlier. So I thought they, that yeah. was the case. I yeah. wanted to make sure. It was 14, 14 nothing at the half. Right. They scored a touchdown, missed the extra point. Gotcha. 14-6. So in order to tie it late, they had to go for two and were And unable they to. were unable to do so. Yeah, which was unfortunate because that would have been the first back-to-back -back wins for Spring Hill since the COVID year. Mm. So... Um, be interesting to see what Spring Hill is able to put together offensively because they've got, again, they've got some very effective running backs in Allen Alderson, Trey Isaac, and Avery Martin if they can just get some consistency. And, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they are able to go about that. Interested to see how Lawson bounces back from their first loss. Yeah, Centennial, again, really good football team. 35 nothing is... You know, don't don't let that fool you if you're Spring Hill. This team still won three ball games. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is a this is a football game that we're gonna see two teams that really want because Spring Hill. That's a tough loss after a big win. Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like they've got that that taste of victory in their mouth. Right. And I, I expect Spring Hill to actually bring a solid offensive performance in this one. I, I would I would be sure I would be shocked if this one isn't, you know, a one possession game late. Mm -hmm. We talked about Summertown a second ago. 0 and four overall, 0 and two in region five two A. They come to Mount Pleasant, the third unbeaten team in region five two A at four and O. 2-0, although I'm sure Kit Hartsfield would tell you that that's got an asterisk on it after the miracle at Harpeth last weekend where Caden yeah. Davis gets a scoop and score and goes 98 yards with it for the game winner. So um, Mount Pleasant kind of um, living on the edge last week, and I'm sure that they will try to take care of business a little earlier this time. Can't imagine that they don't that they want to see a repeat of that, and and I bet practice this week was much more intense than last week. Yeah. So I, I expect that they'll be uh, bringing their A game 
against Summertown, and, and this is you, not the point place you want to be if you're Summertown. I don't think it is, unfortunately. But what Summertown does have going for them, though, I think, is that Dan, Dan Winfrey won't have to get this team fired up because, as you said a few days ago, we were talking about something else. These kids see each other at the Sonic. Yep. So, I mean, there's these two are close enough that there's some – bragging rights on the line here there, there is you know even though there's a county line between them they are neighboring communities mm -hmm. and i think that's that that always plays a big part in these types of games i think here's the thing summertown was really good between the 20s against loretta they just couldn't quite finish mm -hmm. really good drives so you know if they can find a way to finish a couple of times you know, who knows? So right. Mount Pleasant can't come into this game thinking it, you know, it's going to be a blowout. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to walk through this. It's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. So watch out. Don't let that, don't, don't let Summertown sneak up on you. Speaking of not easy, Summit in its region 66A opener goes to Brentwood. Mm. Summit one and three after a couple of heartbreaking losses, 41-35 two weeks ago at home to Green Hill, 28-27 last weekend to visiting Blackman. Brentwood, 4-0, including a 21-18 win in week two over Brentwood Academy, which I'm going to be honest with you, that was a bigger win when it happened than it is right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. That being said, I think – you have to you ha you have to view the win when it happened, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and 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 obviously last week big win against Henry County. It's, it was close one. Mm -hmm. If it had been in Henry County, who knows? It might go the other way. Right. Uh, I think as you mentioned, you know, Brentwood probably the best team in Williamson County. Tough losses for for Summit. They're on the cusp. Mm -hmm. If they can get over the edge at any point, I think it could be downhill mm -hmm. from there. Right. Right, once they get over the hump. And here's the thing. It gets a lot easier than Brentwood on the back half of this season. Absolutely. So don't let don't let those two games compound into this one and then don't let, you know, this one this one compound into anything negative on the other side. Go out well, one, if you get a win, it's it's huge. Two, if you don't get a win, it's but not the end of the season. Well. Absolutely. It's not the end of the season because you are just on the edge. And Brian Coleman can get this team over the edge. And and there is nothing that Summit wants to accomplish that they've been precluded from accomplishing to this point. That's correct. That sets you up for us telling you who's going to win these games, which we will do when we come back. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. 
Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. <laughs> Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy in Wham married the best looking girl, Banana Rama. So, other guy in Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. He shoots, and he scores! Chris Yao, Maurice Patton, here on the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week 5. Um, we've told you who's playing. We've given you some insight. Between the two of us, we're going to give you some winners here. Let's start again. <laughs> the, prob- the problem is, Mo, that we always lose the same games. <laughs> we Between the two of us, we've not gone undefeated. <laughs> We've always, yeah, we've well, always picked at least one of the games that we got wrong. I don't think say. that's all necessarily been our fault, to be honest. But anyway, no, no, yeah. it hasn't. Yeah, right. CA goes to Donaldson Christian, Columbia Academy. I did not pick them last week. I think they go on the road and get the win this week. I did pick them last week, and. I think this is going to be a great ball game. I'm just not sure that they are that they've got enough defensively to stop DCA, particularly at home. I've got the Wildcats in this one. Um, Columbia Central at Lawrence County. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think Columbia Central is going to get the win only because the, a lot of athletes in this one. Big plays are going to go Columbia Central's way. I think Lawrence County is going to have to grind it out a little bit, but Columbia Central can score quick, and they're going to score a lot. Again, um, Columbia Central scored three times from 60-plus in their win, in their loss, excuse me, to Shelbyville. Uh, Lawrence County gave up some big plays in their loss to Giles County, and I think that'll be the difference here. I like Columbia Central. Independence at Beach. Man, Shackle Island, tough place to play. I'm going to go with Beach here, but, boy, I really – you know, it's it's hard to pick against Independence right now in that defense. I, I'm going with the Bucks, but I think it's going to be a one-possession game. You know, it's hard to pick against – Probably it, overtime. Yeah. It, it's hard to pick against Independence, but it's really hard to pick against Beach at home. I'm going with the Bucks. Um, Lewis County at Loretta. Look, 
Bottom line, I got Loretto in this one. Same. <laughs> Spring Hill at James Lawson. Again, I think it's going to be a one possession game. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it could go either way late. So I'm going to go with Lawson only because they have more experience winning and it's at their place. Yeah, I think home field kind of means a little something in this one. I think Spring Hill's a little bit out of their environment. Um, uh, but Spring Hill's only win came on the road. So there's that. There is that. <laughs> I'm taking the lightning here. Uh, Summertown at Mount Pleasant. Yeah, uh, you know, Sonics and all and, and rivalries and whatnot. I just Mount Pleasant is – Summertown is in a bad spot because Mount Pleasant – Thought they were going to roll over Harpeth, went up there, had to win late. Not going to happen again. They're not going to overlook anybody else in Mount Pleasant rolls. Ask any coach that has played or does play Mount Pleasant, and the first thing they're going to talk to you about is their speed and athleticism. It's insane. And Summertown does not have that to the degree that Mount Pleasant does, and it's going to make a difference in this ballgame. I've got the Tigers. Uh, Summit at Brentwood. Yeah, you know, again, I don't think Summit's going to get the win here, but don't let this one compound into anything uh, else because, you know, Brentwood's a really good football team. Brentwood's probably going to win this region, so I got the Bruins. Same. Um, that does it for us here. For this week's Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for Week 5, be sure and follow us Friday night at ChrisYow14 on Twitter, at Mopadden underscore sports on Twitter, at MS underscore sports today for all of the games that we will be involved with. And catch us in print in Main Street Murray online at MainStreetMurray.com. We'll see you next week.